and welcome to the week two finals episode for 2019 of Refs Roundup. It's great to be back in the studio to chat about the weekend's games and what's been happening in the world of refereeing. And a very lovely welcome to my favourite NRL referee, my favourite husband, Gavin Badger. Yeah, week two of the finals, um, a lot to talk about. Um, As always, yeah, seems the, we say that every week. The, the rugby league community is buzzing with um, reasonings and you know, jumping up and down around different decisions. But as we do, we move on and we look forward to, you know, four teams battling out to, you know, stick around and playing in the grand final. Yeah, so even though we get down to two games of the weekend in the men's competition, there's still uh, plenty of incidents to talk about. And uh, what we thought we'd do today is discuss the multiple simbins that came across the weekend. So it's quite unusual that in a weekend of, of two games uh, that we had four simbins. So three in the Souths and Manly game and one in the Melbourne game. And they seem to be the biggest talking points out of the weekend, aren't they? They're the ones that you know commentators and, and social media sort of blown up about around simbins in games, which, yeah. yeah, like you say, it's a little bit out of whack that we had so many over two games, but the games just fell that way. Out of whack doesn't necessarily mean wrong No, either. not at all. Not at all. Um, and I, I thought, I just wanted to touch on that quickly as well. And Graham Annesley discussed this in his Monday briefing yesterday, that just because something was a big call or was controversial or out of whack, um, yeah, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, all four of those simbins are completely 100% correct. And what I do understand, and, and Graham explained it quite well, because he actually... He showed audio from different broadcasters um, of those events, uh, particularly the, from the Souths and Manly game, um, to show the differences in people's opinions between the two different broadcasters, as well as on one of the Sunday football shows to show the difference in, in commentators, in some um, experts agreeing with it and some disagreeing with it. And that just goes to show um, how subjective they can be. And I understand that and, and appreciate that, but we've we are consistent and we have been consistent the last couple of years in how we've applied the rules to these types of situations. Yeah, you speak about Graham talking yesterday around the, the differences between two broadcasts. It brings me back to a couple of years ago, you and I were driving home from an Origin game and we turned the radio on as we were leaving the ground to hear you know, what the, the talk back was um, post-game and the commentators on that particular radio station were really scathing of the referee's performance and, mm. and you know, saying it was one of the worst performances they'd ever seen and you know, how bad it was and so we were a little bit taken aback by that and then went home and as the replay is then replayed. Because we can't get enough rugby yeah. league. We've just but, watched the origin, we get home but and they have the, the re replay. they have the replay on TV when we get home and we're watching that and the commentary around the refereeing performance of that was outstanding and how great it was. So exactly the same game, two different people, two completely different perspectives on how the officials officiated that game. So yeah. it just goes to show that it happens every week and it's been happening for a long time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we've got to have someone who says, uh, someone who's in a position to say, oh, that decision was right or wrong and ultimately that comes with the that position within the head of football and, and Graham's in that position at that, the moment and, um, yeah, deem them as absolutely correct and I know within our department, with like within the ANZ offices where, where we're based, um, you know, they, they are ultimately correct and, and some of the criticism was around uh, consistency, which... Uh, especially with the Jake Chavojevic incident, which we'll go into a little bit later. Um, but 
in in that we're inconsistent that we were inconsistent because it wasn't sim bin last week. But we discussed like we discussed on this show last week. It's not that we were inconsistent. It was missed. Well, it wasn't missed. It wasn't Which heard is, by one of the yeah. officials. So It was a that, wrong decision. It, yeah, that doesn't mean we're inconsistent. It's like saying we missed a forward pass or we missed a knock-on in that game and then the next game well, there's a knock-on called. Well, it doesn't mean that knock-ons never exist because we missed one in a previous game. It just means it was wrong. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes we make mistakes. It doesn't mean that we just have to perpetuate that and do it again and again to be consistent. Yeah. It just means that we try not to do it again. Yeah, exactly right. All right, so like I said, we're going to play the – give our listeners a bit of an insight um, into the referee's audio. So what you'll hear is um, – and we'll, we'll sort of talk through each of them as well in – you'll hear that there's the two on-field officials plus the two touch judges. Then you'll hear the voice of the bunker official. And in some instances, you'll also hear the voice of the match day coach. And we've spoken before about how we work as a team and we speak about using all of our resources and staying in the decision and we use all of us to come to the correct decision. Um, and there are some really good examples of that from across this weekend. So we'll start with the first Simbin of the weekend, which was um, Cody Walker for a slap in the Souths and Manly game. So we'll play that audio now. He's still up, he's still up. What's time? Okay, Jerry. Yep. Initially, mate, you've got Jack Kaszewski with a double head push. He has a go, then comes back and pushes the head down again. Yep. That's the rubbish. I haven't got anything on Cody Walker just yet. Okay. So is. It's late, mate. Yeah, okay, go. Are you saying penalty show me, against... Show me eight on that. Are you saying penalty against Jack for the rubbish? Nothing yet. Nothing I've, yet. I've, Jerry, I've given that fish. Jerry, we've got an open-handed strike with some force from Cody Walker. Right. Now, the level of Jack's to start... Uh, rubbish, as you said, that was all. Just a push into the ground, and then a push into the ground again. Okay, so Sim Binning, Cody Walker. Do you want to do Walker first, Jess? Hang on, do man. <coughs> Sim Binning, Cody Walker for the open-handed push slap. And That's correct. And penalty against South, or is the rubbish warranting a penalty against Manly? I need to know if we're one and one. Rubbish first, mate. Yeah. One and one? Penalty, penalty against Kaszewski. Jack? Okay. Only Cody Walker. Okay. Okay. All right. The penalty, which I've given, is against Jack after the tackle for the push down on the back of the head. I will deal with Cody Walker. Cody? I've blown the penalty against Jack for the push on the back of the head, but then Cody goes an open hand to the face. That's an automatic sin bin. Say striking, Jerry. It's, it's striking, Sam. Yes, your penalty. 
sorry, that's annoyed. Right. No, his, his reaction demands that he has to go to the single. Okay. He's off the field, so you're no, ready to go. Ten metres out. Ten metres out. All right, so plenty happening there. Um, and hopefully that gives uh, people a bit of an insight into when we say when there is a lot going on, how important our communication is and each of us knowing our roles and responsibilities of who's talking, when they're talking, because when the crowd is up, we've got players to deal with as well, it can become quite frantic. And that's what happens in those situations as well. You talk about the crowd going up. They go up at different stages because the crowd are now watching the replays. Mm. So there's stages where you're talking to your teammates out there and there's not a lot of noise because everyone's sort of holding their breath, looking at the screen, waiting for something to happen. And then you might be mid-conversation and all of a sudden the crowd just lifts and you've got to start that conversation again. So it can, it can seem disjointed at times, yeah. but we have procedures and, you know, in, in the end you hear that, that we get around to making sure that we yeah. get the correct decision. So initially what happens is that there's a grubber kick into the in goal, mainly tackle uh, Souths into the in goal. And then um, Jack Gachevsky has that rub, it was explained yeah, rubber, so pushes, pushes down on, on the head of the Souths player twice, unwarranted. Jerry Sutton blows that penalty. So Manly went from, would have gone from getting the ball back from a goal line dropout yep, repeat to, set to a repeat set to conceding a penalty. Now, that penalty has already been blown. So unless there's a prior act of foul play, that penalty must stand, Yes, okay? which is what happens in this incident. Because then when all the players come together... There's that scuffle and there's that slap, the strike, however you want to just describe it, um, from Cody Walker. Now, when you hear the referees talking through that, we speak about all uh, staying in that decision. You hear Jerry Sutton say what he, he sees. So he sees that action. Yeah. Yes, that because there's some criticism, there's always criticism of people saying, oh, we rely on the bunker for everything. If the bunker wasn't here, we have this. We have this decision and, because Jerry sees it. But and, so off- just a, and this is the thing there that the the bunker is just reiterating what Jerry's seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not making anything up or, or, or making a decision. They're just reconfirming the decision that Jerry has seen yeah. on field. Because we've got that there, of course, in such a big game with such a big decision, of course, we're going to get that confirmed by them. Yeah. Um, and see, see the level of that of that incident. Um, now there's also a discussion around. Is uh, uh, sorry. So first of all, we've got the pen- the original penalty against Manly, but it is unusual where we have a Simbin against the team who are receiving the penalty. Yeah. Um, that is generally a an unusual situation. But when we have things that are mandatory Simbins, so for things like striking, the sl- slapping, punching, that sort of stuff, you have no choice. That's what I was going to say. That the, the you know this seems out of whack when you're watching that, you know, sitting at home mm. or sitting in the crowd, and you think, well, wait up. This team the got penalty? the penalty, mm. but they lose a player. Mm. That doesn't sort of sit right. But when you look at something that's a mandatory sin bin, mm. so slapping, punching, automatic, no matter what else has happened in the game, if you if you do one of those two things, you know that you're going to go and sit down for 10 minutes. So that's what happens in this situation. The thing the re- you see Jerry's asking about the original incident because – if that was the incident that then led to the striking straight away, you know, if there's something, you you may see that one, you know, the, the player that starts the fracas may be the one that sits down as well. But in this instance, it was off that. It wasn't part of that initial... Well, well, the, yeah, because that, that was going to be the next thing I speak about is people say, well, should we have had... You hear, heard the referee say, is it one and one? So it's in one simbin from each team. And saying, well, we wouldn't have had 
the scuffle and then the slap if we hadn't had the initial penalty um, against Manly, which I understand that. But the reason why we – and there are times where we do, the, do that. So yeah. if, if the incident from that initial player was so big that it warranted that reaction from the, other, from the opposing player or had we had discipline issues from that team or that player prior to it, then it might lead to that one-on-one situation. But the reason why we don't automatically just simbin one-on-one like that is that, well, then there's not really a deterrent for players to not punch or slap. To not react to something. To not react to something. So if that's an element of the game that we we want to eliminate, which is what we have because the slap rule came in 2017 and people say, oh, well, we've never applied that. Well, we have. We just rarely see it because players know the consequences of it. Um, if if they knew that, well, I know the other team started this, so it's, well, I get a free shot here yeah. because it's going to be one-on-one, my team's not going to be disadvantaged, then we're going to see that reaction, which is exactly what we're trying to eliminate. So hopefully that sort of, I guess, explains why it's not, it doesn't mean it's never going to be one-on-one. There are incidents where we do, but why in this scenario it wasn't. Because yeah. Souths already received the, the penalty, so... There was no, not that there's ever a need, but the, I guess it's deemed that the reaction was over the top yeah, because a, you've already got the penalty. We've yeah. already got it. You are already, South, you're already going to get the ball. That striking incident has now taken it too far. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing to reiterate out of this particular incident that there is an occasions, there are occasions where players from the team receiving the penalty can then be sin binned, especially when it's, factors around stuff that is matter of fact so you've slapped if you've punched yeah they're, they're the without saying any of them are easy they're the easier ones for us to officiate because we don't have to take into account anything else of no. of did you slap or did you punch yeah. yes well it's, it's a out very of our easy hands. decision I, yeah i don't have to make a decision now the decision's yeah. already made yeah um and in that you, you would have heard a bunch of different voices so you've obviously got the two referees on the field trying to separate the players and calm them down but also as you said, talk through it with the bunker. So to let, so you heard Jerry Sutton talk to to Chid. So to Steve Chidi, who was the senior review official in the game, to lead him to to show him where to look. Because in an incident that goes so long, you've got to think the bunker can have up to sixteen camera angles. So if we have an incident that goes for a minute, and you're asking the bunker to look at that from all sixteen camera angles, that's a lot to look at to find one slap or one punch or whatever the incident might be. So. You hear Chids talking about seeing the initial incident and then saying, I don't have anything from Cody Walker. And then Jerry say, it's late, like it comes much later. So that directs him to go, okay, well, we're going to find that vision. We're going to move later in the incident. Or Jerry or one of the other officials could say, oh, it comes after this or it comes on this side of the field or whatever it might be to try and narrow down the focus of the people in the bunker. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And, the, and then the bunker will then... Be looking for the because they in their minds Jerry's seen something. What has he seen? Yeah, and it may be they they find it and where you see a player he might be pushing a player away and it looks like it could be a slap and that oh that's what he's seen. Not play on. There's nothing in it. Or in this case, yep, yeah, what you've seen is what we've we've got now. So jump into it. And then one of the other resources we use is you would have heard one of the touch judges. So Nick Beachel was talking through it as well. Um, because the touch judge audio doesn't come over the the microphones on the broadcast um, vision. So at home, you hear the referees talking, you don't hear the touch judges talking. And so a lot of the time, you can also have players talking to the referees or the referees having to separate players. So a lot of the times, it is easier for us to have the touch judge have the conversation with the bunker to 
so they can ask those questions back and forth. Once the message is completely clear, then the referees can talk on field. It's just a lot less. Well, it's less messy. sterile. Yeah. Like, it, 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 that environment further away from the action. You know, it's more sterile. So, yeah. um, further away from the action, and you don't have players coming up and questioning. And you know, like you, you hear in this instance, where late flare-ups. Once players start to watch the big screen as well, and they, they say something, and then they come again. back at each other. The referees have got to control that, where the the touch judge can still be out on on the edge a bit. Um, communicating with Bunker and Matchday Coach. Yep. All right, so that was our first Simbin. So second Simbin came in the second half of the same game where Brad Parker was Simbin for a professional foul slash trip. Um, and we'll play the audio of that incident now. Last one! Hold, 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 Okay, we want to look at contact on James Roberts. Yep. If we have a penalty try or a professional foul. Okay. I believe we have no try to start. Yep, Tids. Tackle six. We're checking. No try. Tackle six, no try. We want to look at contact on James Roberts in terms of a penalty try or at least a professional foul. No problem, mate. Roll in. Show me another angle on that. Brad Parker extends the leg in a tripping action. Yeah, keep rolling. That's speed, that's speed. It's here. Due to the direction of the ball, it's not a try scoring situation, but we have a professional foul. Recommending Simbin, mate. Yeah, Brad Parker. And on report, Chids, yes? That's correct, mate. Yep. Okay, Daly. Brad extends the leg. It's not a penalty try because of where the ball goes to and one of your blokes being back there, but it is a professional foul. Brad, you're on report and in the bin. All right, so very different incident to the first one. So the the ease as such in this incident is that you don't have players coming together like in that scuffle or a fight sort of scenario. That's always when things are more heated and um, harder to control uh, than, than this sort of scenario. And the other ease in this one is that it's that try-scoring situation. So it's a, reg, in inverted commas, regular like video check. Um, so we've got sort of more time. It's much calmer. So this is where South Scrubber kicked the ball in, so fairly close to the try line um, as players running through. Brad Parker sticks the leg out. So we've been very consistent in these ones, um, especially again, especially the last couple of years, where if there's any interference on that kick chaser or on the kicker chasing their own kick um, near that try line, uh, that it's a professional foul. This one's a bit of a double whammy in that he obstructs him by... but. So, so it's that professional foul element, but it's of, also the way he does it is by tripping him. Yeah. yeah, which is why he he um, ended up being charged for for a trip. Um, so I guess this one didn't cause a lot of no, this is controversy. The least, the this least is the out of least. All of, well, I don't think there was any yeah. around well, this I, one really. I think uh, the main talk around this is the difference between the Simbin 
compared to a penalty try. Yeah. And when you see, when you watch the vision, I know this is a podcast, so you're not <laughs> going to be able to see it, but if you do get a chance to watch the vision, you see how quick the ball goes and where it's moving. That's sort of how they judged it, this one as to why it wasn't a penalty try because sort of thinking that the ball prob- would probably have beaten the attacker to the dead ball line. And there was a defender in and- near proximity as well. We've spoken about the reasonings. Yeah. Um, earlier in the year around, you know, difference between Simbin and, and penalty try. Yep. Um, and we speak about this one in terms of using our uh, resources. So things that happen off the ball, again, we've spoken about before, hopefully, I don't we've probably hammered this point a lot in how important the assist referee is. Um, we also sort of hammer how important the touch judges are as well t- for the referee, is that in this case, going into the game, the head ref was Jerry Sutton, but in this instance, he was in the, the pocket position and Adam G was in the control position. So in that pocket position, in that assist ref role at the time, Jerry's role would have been that back play off the ball, escorts, obstructions, all that sort of stuff. So um, of course, Adam doesn't see the incident because he's got to follow the ball. You've got Jerry who sees it and we get our match day coach who sees it as well. Um, So we use all of our resources, check the decision, pretty simple. Uh, all right, to moving on to probably what was the most controversial no doubt. of which, the weekend. Which, which, funnily enough, to us as a group is probably the least controversial. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when it comes to an actual decision that has to be made. But, yeah, it was the most controversial out of the weekend. Yeah, and that was the Jake Trebojevic, um jag back in that same game in the second half. Souths and Manly will play that audio now. Seal three. Outside, seal three. Play on, seal three. Seal three. Good. Just over. Okay. Seal three. Seal three. Backwards. Knock on. Jerry. Zero. Jerry. (laughs) Penalty two south. Jake Trevojevic, a push. Okay. I have a professional foul in that case. A push as a support runner, Jake Trevojevic. Okay. Got the mark for us. Choose you want assist there. Contact made on the 30 metre line, Jake Trevojevic. Okay, Daly, Jake. Yeah, Yeah, on the numbers, G, that's correct. Mate, it's a professional foul. You're in the game. That's not the right call. That's a clear potential score and opportunity. No, it's not clear. Wait, Adam, Adam, Adam. Wait, wait. wait. Well, I don't understand if it was clear, sir, but it's not clear. It's a professional foul. Up here, Jerry. John. Jerry. Wait, wait. All right. So, again, crowd noise, a bit of heat from the the players there as well. Um, so, a different type of um, confrontation there in, in, in the first incidents that we look, looked at, it was that scuffle of players and, you know, motions high, a lot of players in. This one, he, he's got less players to deal with in, in having a captain there and, and, and an offending player, but the confrontation is much different. Yeah, and the big thing of that, and you, all officials on field there and anyone who's seen that game, this is a big point in the game in, 
what yeah. is it, maybe 65 minutes in roughly? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, a, and a tight contest. And just the calmness and composure of the officials in that in that situation where you, know, you have a captain who then wants to come back and, you know, it's quite easy as a human to get caught up in an argument or, you know, and, and then lift your levels. Or to become def defensive when you've got a player who tells you that you've made a wrong decision and that, it's very easy to become defensive. Yeah. And, and, and that's it, a skill set we've got to develop in staying low, staying calm, being composed. Well, I think it, it, it then you know, allows for an easier transition away from the captain there because it calms him down. You know, it probably doesn't calm him down, but it, it, well, it, doesn't, add it, doesn't, it doesn't add fuel. And yeah. then he sort of walks away and, and, and it just simmers off. You hear even the, the audio, that sounds like we've faded the audio yeah. up. But the, it, as he's walk, obviously, he's walking away as he's talking now because yeah. he, he, he's not getting what he wants. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that was a, a, a big plus for the officials. Yeah. So another example here of where we've got, where we talk about roles and responsibilities of the different officials. So um, we had a bit of a breakdown um, down the side down from the side. from Souths, and you've got Jerry Sutton, who was in the control position at the time as the head referee, watching that contact on ball. So he would be watching, as we said, that that ball, the ball carrier. Adam G from behind has to have that open vision because his role is going to be things like this. And he sees that contact of Jake Jaboyevich on Dane Gagai. He calls it a, a push because from, you've from got behind. to think, from behind, yes, we can see the vision now from the side and from in front, which shows a jersey grab. But he sees hand on the player Play and, the forward, and the forward to ground. You can't see a, a scrunch. I know I'm making the motion in here and it's, again, I realise <laughs> it's, it's like a podcast. It's like the claw, what you're doing. Um, and he's... Grabbing the jersey, you're not going to be able to see that uh, from behind. Yeah. But he knows that there's enough contact there to warrant a penalty. Now, again, talking about roles and responsibilities, you hear Adam tell Jerry to stop the game and that it's the that we're going to have a penalty there. And then you hear when Jerry gets that information from Adam, he says, well, then I've got a professional foul. So that's where from behind... It's not Adam's role. It's very hard for him to weigh up, is that a try-scoring situation or not, because he's looking at things completely different. From in front, Jerry sees, well, that was the support player on the inside. If he passes to him, there's a very good likelihood that he scores. So Jerry weighs up that information and matches one plus one equals two. And another little technical point to that, and this may seem silly and might, people might not understand this but as the controlling ref in that situation from a break Jerry's had to run the whole length of the break if that makes mm. sense so he's run with the break knowing how far they've gone and, and what sort of situation the defense is in and yeah. and all those factors where from behind the, the, head, the head ref and the break may have gone 40 or 50 metres, but the assist ref, you still may have only gone 20 metres because you're, you're looking at things that are happening behind and stopping or, and yeah or in reverse you could have run a longer distance because you've it, it's been a, a shift and you've run a longer distance across field, but forwards, it's only gone, gone 10, 15, yeah. 20 metres. And length of the break is one of our indicators for a sim bin. Yeah. And, and this shows, this incident in particular, is, you know, shows perfectly how important our roles and responsibilities are and how when we are all on song, we pick this this stuff up. You know what I mean? For, for officials on field to get this is a really good, yeah, we should be getting them all the time, but it's a really good, you know, piece of officiating that, you know, Jerry's got control of what's happening with the ball and the tackle and then Adam cleaning up from behind, you know, is, is looking at those. Yeah. It's quite easy to ball watch for yeah. anyone to, to get, you know, focused on the ball to try and help assist there. But when you're taking everything in and when you're at the top of your game, these are the, this is what you do and you do it well. Yeah. Um, and similar to what I said in the first incident 
of that the officials on field had the decision and yes we used the bunker to confirm things and that's the reason why we've got them there but they had it on field the bunker confirms it because at first Jerry uh, um Adam just sees the penalty but then the bunker can also add to Jerry's um assessment that it is a symbion or that or it's, they could take him back. Or they well. could take him back because Jerry's not committed to anything um, with the players yet. And that's why we sort of take our time. And they might say, well, no, there's two defenders still back there who would have tackled him or what, whatever they might see because they've got the benefit of different angles and multiple replays and slowing it down to say to us, no, no, guys, this is just a penalty. And that's why you hear Jerry straight away give his information, he, what he's thinking. Yeah. So then so he can I, get he taken says, so, up or down so by the... I've got professional foul. So everyone starts thinking, okay, we've got Simbin here. Yeah. And then yeah, if, the, if, if he is way out of whack... Mm someone can help him, whether yeah. it be another on-field official or whether it be the, the, the guys in the bunker who have all the information yeah. f- to, you know, to stop him from making a decision that's way out of whack. Which sort of leads me to, to this point. So say the bunker, say Jerry says, so I've got a professional foul, bunker start looking at it, and they see that they've just, th- that the attacker, so say Dane Gagai, has just tripped over Jake Tavoyevich's feet. Yeah. Then they can say, no, Jerry. Just a penalty because they've already got the stopped. Penalty. They've already got the penalty, so they, they'll have to stick with that. But they could say they could save the referees from an error of sim binning a player. So that goes to my next point of some people saying, "Oh, well, he falls over because they actually clip legs." Yeah, but would they have clipped legs if Jake Tavoyevich doesn't grab his jersey and slow him down? So it's that split second of grabbing him, holding him back, which actually causes them to clip legs. So yes. The jersey grab doesn't make Dane Gagai fall to the ground, but it leads... It puts him in a position, where, him in a position where they clip legs and he falls to the ground. And, and it's very hard for us to make this assessment on field as it's happening, but you know, in, in cold, hard light of day, you can look at it and you go, Jake Trevojevic, Dane Gagai, I know who I'm backing to get further and further away from <laughs> each other in that, in that contest, you know what I mean? So that's... If, if Jake thinks that he's going to outrun him or get past him, he doesn't grab him. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a reason why he grabs. Yeah. You know, and it's to, because he knows he's beaten. Yeah. And one, to, to me, when I look at that, once you make that effort to grab, if anything comes, if anything comes of that, you've created it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, even if Dane Gago was to sort of pull up and you know, and, and then go, he's, you know, any any impact from that to me is in that situation is you know you you, you know something else is coming yeah. off the back of it. Because one of the other things I heard people speaking about as well was, oh, Jake was just trying to get past Dane. And you go, yeah, but Dane's allowed to be where he is because he's he's a support he's player. a support player. If you're behind, if Dane's behind the ball carrier, so he's in a. We talk about this with obstructions. He's in, Dane was in a position to receive the ball because he's behind the ball carrier. He's allowed to be there, so you can't just push past me because yeah, you go. Right. I want to get past that, you. Yeah, that was the big game. Well, he's a defender and he's trying to get to him, and Dane's in his way. Well, well Dane's he's allowed, allowed to be there. He's got to run around him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, and just one more point I wanted to make on that in listening to that audio where you heard um, Steve Chitty again confirming with the on-field officials of where the incident actually occurs because that can be something that's very easily lost on field, especially when a jag back happens and then it's not like we blow the whistle straight away because you've got to see how play unfolds. Yeah. Say South score, we're, we're not coming on. back for that. Exactly we're right. playing on. Um, so it can, it can be very easy to lose that exact mark and the bunker have the ability to obviously go back, have a look and say, oh, it's on the 30-metre line. 20 metres in. 20 metres in or whatever it might be. And it's it's quite a big uh, – it's very important for us to get that right because that can be the difference between taking a shot at penalty goal 
or not, yeah. or taking a shot from a better position and not getting the goal, missing the goal, whatever it might be. So it's important there, again, for us to use those resources yeah. um, and confirm that point. And just to finish on that particular clip, like we have penalised and sin bin for these earlier in the year. Plenty of them. And and this is my thing. If this happened four weeks ago in a game that had no bearing on semi-finals in round 24 or 25 and the exact same thing happens and we do exactly the same thing, there is no drama. There's no talk about it. It is accepted because it has been accepted throughout the year. But because, you know, it happened... At that stage, towards that the back game, end of a game, of in a, a close game, game, in a semi-final, and then a player ends up in the bin, and a team comes over the top and wins the game. It t- turns out to be, you know, a talking point, which I agree it should be a talking yeah. point. I got no problem with being a talking point, but like you spoke earlier, and like Graham said yesterday, just because it's controversial or just because it's a big moment of a game doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's, the, it's the rhetoric around it, which is just seems a bit out of whack because this is very consistent with what we've done well, the last few well, years. Well, we were at the game. And we watched this, and as soon as it happened, we oh. both looked at each other and said, well, he's going to He's going to the Simbin. So, hmm. you know, to me, as an official, and I see that, because to be quite honest, there are times where we see things and we don't agree with it, yeah. what happens on field, you know, and sometimes we're wrong with that and sometimes... But, yeah, this one, we just looked at each other and went, oh, he's, well, he's going to the bin. Seemed, seemed pretty obvious to us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that rhetoric comes in, we say, every year at this time of year, we get the rhetoric of, oh, well, we just hope that this doesn't decide a grand final, that the referee... Already the, there's talk of, oh... What impact are the referees going, going to have, have on the finals well, or going to have on the grand final? No different than what the players yeah. are going to have. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can say the, the same, the exact same comments, the exact same newspaper articles can be written at the exact same date every year and just recycled time and time again because we know it's we, we talk about we know it's coming. We know that that type of article or that type of comment on a whether it's on radio or TV. It's, it's going to come every year. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of what we do. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on. Different games. So there were the three Simbins from South Manly. The last Simbin of the weekend was out of the Melbourne and Parramatta game where Cameron Smith was also Simbined for a slap. We'll play that audio now. Nathan! Hey, get off! Mano! 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 Wait here, Sean. Where you are, mate? Go for. Outside. Outside. Hey, just let go, let go. I'm out, Benny. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Okay, mate. Thanks, fellas. We're done. Let go Run now. 10. Off you go. Get out, there's nothing. Oh, stop. Benny, stop the game. Stop the game. Stop the game, Ben. Yeah, just wait there. One there. Tackle one. Jared, can you confirm that it's striking here by Cameron Smith? Say that again, mate. Can you confirm striking by Cameron Smith? Stand by. Just just wait there. I got it, Benny. Keep going, Ben. Nothing, nothing there. Keep going, Kish. When he gets up here. Nothing there. Police coming behind you. Is that okay, Tommy? Is that action there? Okay. Keep going, mate. Still looking for it. Oh, that there. No, no, okay, that, one, that one, Jay. Just, be, just before that, mate. Like a slap in it. Hey. Just on the top. A bit of rubbish there. Okay. Wait, Benny. Wait, Benny. Wait, Benny. Benny, wait. wait. Yeah, we've got them holding each other, guys. Yep. Is that a slap, Jared? Yeah, stand by. What else from the other side, Kish? He's just checking for the slap, boys. He does slap him in the face, Benny. 
Cameron Smith does slap him in the face while he's on the ground. Yep. So that's a sin bin, Jared. Yep, and against the be a penalty to Parramatta. And a sin bin, Jared. Yes, it's striking. Okay. Striking's the description, buddy. Okay, it's striking in the face with a slap. Okay. All right. So second sim bin for a slap in the weekend. Very consistent. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about that is um, you see the assist ref. Well, you hear the assist referee in that it's Grant Atkins who's standing over the top of that. So that's from a kick. So Cameron Smith kicks last tackle, and Reed Mahoney Reed, yep. comes in and tackles him, holds on, and then Cameron slaps him to get him off. A couple of things around this one. Firstly, it's the assist ref who's standing over the top of this, who is trying everything he can to get those two players to you know, break apart yep. without any incident. In the end, he, he, it doesn't work. I can't, can't grab them and yeah. move but, them apart. But he does his best. So one thing on this, if we don't have an assist ref in the, on the field, we may miss this one yeah. because it's so late. Yeah. Touch judges at, at some point have to then move on to the next job. And it's all, that one there was also right in the middle of the field. Middle so the even field. if a touch judge stays with it, which is we're talking about what um, our grassroots referees have to do, they do, they do stay on that. But unless there's something really big like an obvious punch or they're standing up toe-to-toe, one like this could be hard to see. You might think that he's just pushed down on his head or they're still just holding jerseys. Or, or yeah, we could like, miss this. Yeah, and, and at some stage you can't just continue to stand there as well if you've got other decisions. Yeah. If the kick comes to your to side, your touch it's touch line, it, you've, you've got, got to run. Get, yeah. yeah, so the assist ref down at the top who's working really hard to avoid any anything there. The value of the two-referee system. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, and working really hard. Then he sees something that's out of whack. And we talk. I talk about the Casey Badger factor. When I watch Casey um, referee games when I'm listening in, if I hear her make some weird noise, Ooh. I know something out of whack has happened. Something Jesus. out of the normal yeah. has happened. And she does it quite often. And you see Grant do it here. So he's like, yep, all good. Yeah, break apart. And then you, oh, oh, uh, stop the game. Stop the game. So he's already got something. He knows the game needs to be stopped. So we've already got a penalty. Yep. He just now needs confirmation that this action is – we're going to take further action because we've got a slap. Because if it's just a, a push and a jump, a grab or whatever, we've still got the penalty because yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's unnecessary. But, you know, he wants the confirmation of what he thinks he saw. What, that, he, what that level of the strike He's fairly was. certain what yeah. he's got. And um, he wants – we've got the technology there. He wants the confirmation of we're going to sit a guy down for 10 minutes in, in a – Major semi-final. Yep, and and he probably would have also checked that that level of uh, whether it's rubbish, holding, whatever from from Reed wasn't enough to also justify Simbin for him. So yes. similar to what we spoke about in the first instance with the Cody Walker one. Well, yeah, you can look at what Reed does and go, well, that was unnecessary. Yeah, he could, should have just let him go straight away. But does it warrant the player striking you? No. So that's why the penalty went against Melbourne with Cameron Smith yeah. sitting down. And, and and you hear on this one as well that all the officials are sort of similar to what we spoke about before, are staying in the decision. So as the, the replays are being played on screen, and not always is the replay on screen the same ones that they're looking at at the bunker, so they, they could be looking at something different. But the officials are still, because we've got dead time, there's nothing else to do, as long as the players aren't all coming at each other, we've cleared them. We can watch the screens and then still be in that decision. So you hear a point there where all the officials sort of jump jump in pretty quickly on Benny comes and say, just wait a second, because he was you know, trying to get the game moving. Well, well, yeah, because I think Benny thought it was a penalty for, for rubbish, rubbish or something. Yeah. So he goes, all right, so we've got that. And they were like, no, stop, wait, 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 Benny. Because, might, yeah. because they know that the slap incident actually came a bit later. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, it hasn't come up on the screen yet. So then you get the clarification from, from the bunker. And once we get clarification, like we said earlier, mm. 
there's no decision to be made. Yeah. It's it's Easy to the easiest on. of decisions for us to make because it's matter of fact, which it was in this case. And yeah, there was some uproar about this and people saying, well, you know, are we going to lose 10 minutes for for this? Yeah, we are because that's where the game is and we can't go back to what we had a couple of years ago where we had everyone coming in and little slaps and pushing each other in the face and it's just not a great look for our game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that showed all the referees working together, the match day coach um, working in as well, the bunker working in and, yeah, just those roles and responsibilities and when you look at all four of them, the, probably the Brad Parker one with the whether it's a penalty try, whether it's a professional foul, that's probably... Out of the four, that's probably the one that we needed confirmed the most. Yeah. Um, but you look at all the other ones, and our officials on field had it. Yeah. So if we had yes, no if bunker. we had no bunker, we get that decision. But we are going to use them to assist. Um, in and it also helps you in just clearing your own mind. Well, to then go on and referee the rest of the game. You know. You know. You're well, geez, I'm a hundred percent certain that this decision is right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, plenty so, to talk out of that round. I just hope that people get a good insight into, you know, what goes on on field in those moments as well. As well as, you know, those decisions we, we went through, it's also listening to that audio, which yeah. you know, it's not always available to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you're definitely obviously on broadcast um, vision and audio. We don't we don't get to hear all of that. Um, yeah, gives you a bit of an insight and hopefully understanding how much we're trying to deal with, and at the same time, dealing with players on the field and the crowd noise as well, and knowing we've spoken about before, 10 seconds feels like a minute, and a minute can feel like five minutes when you're just standing there waiting for something, like waiting to act. Like we spoke about Benny wanting to get the game yeah. going. It just it sometimes like it just feels like forever when you know the cameras are there on you and stuff. Um, yeah, pretty big round. It Moving was. into and that big round in the um, NRLW as well, um, what was great, so... I was across in New Zealand for Warriors and Dragons, so first ever standalone NRLW game. Um, and Dragons got up there, which was quite a big victory in that it keeps this weekend alive. Sun- so it, Sunday is very important now yeah, as well, the so Dragons got, versus game. Yeah, so you got pretty much... It, it pretty much looks like Brisbane would move through to the grand final with Warriors and Dragons very dependent on what happens this weekend. Well, it, it, it could go down to four and against for three teams yeah. if... if you know, Brisbane win on the weekend. Yeah, if Brisbane win and the and Roosters, the Roosters win, win, it'll go down to four, four against, against the other three teams. So, yeah. yeah, some very tight, you know, encounters this weekend, I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, been great to watch. Um, so, what are you up to this weekend? Well, speaking of that, I'm going to... My Sunday, I'll be sitting at the you know, the eighth wonder of the world at Leichhardt Oval, um, sitting on the hill watching the um, Roosters-Dragons game in the NRLW. Really looking forward to that and hopefully we'll get a, a, a really good crowd out there and you know, an enthusiastic crowd and everyone gets into it and the girls you know get to play in front of you know the, the crowds they deserve. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to get out there to Leichhardt Oval. The weather's meant to be good as well. Get out there and, and support the game. Which um, brings us to what are you doing? Well, I'll be out at Leichhardt as well, but I'll be in the middle of the field refereeing that game, um, which is great. And either way, whether I was there, whether I was refereeing it or not, I would have we'll been be out. out at, yeah. I would have been out at Leichhardt to uh, to watch that game, and uh, very much looking forward to watching the other games this this weekend. A sold out um, Canberra Stadium. That'll be fantastic. Oh, that's going to be. I, I would love to have the opportunity to be down there. We spoke. We spoke We'd about almost that. We, at, we um, nearly down. looked at driving. Just, driving just down. to experience that with the extra yeah. seating, and you know, it's the first time the Raiders have had a home preliminary final. So, mm, it, and you know, you think about the great Canberra sides of the past, yeah. and they haven't had this opportunity to play in front of their home crowd to to make a grand final. Yeah, it, it will be amazing. So we've got there. that Friday night into Saturday night. The 
grand final replay from last year in the Roosters in Melbourne. So another fantastic game. Just love the football. Rugby Can't get league, enough eh? of it. Rugby league's the winner. All right. So as long as, um, as well as encouraging everyone to get out to, to Leichhardt on the weekend, as well as the SCG, um, would also like to encourage everyone to join our Facebook and Instagram pages. And our Facebook page is NRL Officiating and the Instagram handle is at NRL Officiating. So give us a follow to keep up to date with what's happening in the world of rugby league officials across the country from under sixes through to the NRL. And if you're interested in becoming a referee, please visit refrugbyleague.com. Thank you for listening to this week's Refs Roundup. Bye.